This week on Moms Moving On. The theme is really just not feeling like you're enough or that you're worthy of love, which is by definition a limiting belief. And it's going to affect everything in your life. And you're going to feel really shitty about yourself if that's what you keep telling yourself. Yes, I chose to leave my marriage. Yes, I knew it wasn't a good marriage for me, but I felt like a failure. I'm very driven. I'm self-motivated. I'm type A. So for me to have failed at something so major with a child was like mind-blowing for me. I was traumatized by it, yet it was what I wanted. It's just something that happens in life that you are not prepared for, no matter how prepared you think that you are. And if you don't do the work, you cannot love somebody else until you love yourself. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Moms Moving On. I love that you're here, and I love getting your feedback on all of our episodes, so keep sending that. That makes me happy. So do reviews. Positive reviews on this podcast like help me sleep well at night, so I appreciate that. Makes me feel good, not shitty. But speaking of shitty... I know that's how a lot of us feel when we are questioning, separating, when we are coming out of our marriages, when we are faced with all of the crap that post-divorce life hits you with. It's really hard not to feel bad about yourself. So there was nobody I could think of who would be a better guest to have with us today to talk about this topic than my friend Danielle Stoltz. If you know her from Instagram, you know that her posts are seriously inspiring and real. She's somebody that I kind of found myself attracted to in a world of, like she just said before our talk, negative stuff. She's just positive and she makes me feel good. And I know she'll do the same for you. She's a self-worth and confidence coach for women. And what she does is she works them, helps them to navigate big life changes, particularly divorce, new motherhood and dating. So it's like all of the things we're constantly talking about combined. She's a triple threat. It's the perfect storm. Danielle, thank you so much for being here. I love that I reeled you in on a Saturday to record. You're beautiful. You guys can't see her, but I already feel good having this conversation. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, being able to chat with you when you're actually one of my sources of light through when I was going through all of my stuff is pretty surreal. So equally excited. Well, I feel like people gravitate towards each other for a reason. And I think we're both really focused on helping other people feel good and showing them the other side of divorce. But I just want to hear from you, since you do work from women who have struggled coming out of their divorces, how do you help them to not feel so shitty? Well, it's it comes from a place of having felt really, really shitty myself, um, going through all of the mess, dealing with a divorce and a separation. I was with my ex for 16 years, which was half of my life. So trying to figure out a way to claw my way out of the anxiety and depression was huge. Um, And when working with my clients, I find that we all have very similar underlying themes, regardless of whether or not you asked for the divorce yourself, if there was any infidelity involved, none of that matters. What causes us to feel so bad about ourselves all boils down to essentially the same thing. We feel like we're not good enough. We feel like no one's ever going to love us again, that we're not going to make it on our own. We're a failure, which was a huge one for me. 
life's over, not knowing what to do. Um, and the theme for all of that is really just not feeling like you're enough or that you're worthy of love, which is by definition a limiting belief. And it's going to affect everything in your life. And you're going to feel really shitty about yourself if that's what you keep telling yourself. So like I said, it's super easy to convince ourselves of that because our brains are not very nice. I had to rename my inner mean girl Gladys just so I could get a little differentiation between what was real and what kind of bullshit stories I was telling myself. Gladys is such a bitch, isn't she? I mean, and she creeps yeah. up the worst times. Yeah, I mean... the When you need the strength the most, Gladys kind of appears and is like in your head, like, how could you have done this? How did you end up here? So... For me, I relate so much to all of what you just said because yes, I chose to leave my marriage. Yes, I knew it wasn't a good marriage for me, but I felt like a failure. I'm very driven. I'm self-motivated. I'm type A. So for me to have failed at something so major with a child was like mind-blowing for me. But like you said, you want to help other people feel good because you know how much it, it hurts to feel bad. And that's what I have been focused on this whole time is like, I don't want anyone to feel as crazy in the head as I did when I first left all of those limiting beliefs. I mean, I'm remarried now. So all of the limiting beliefs were stupid and a waste of time. So let's, let's save everybody the time and like give them the tools to avoid feeling this awful. Absolutely. So the first thing that I always have my clients do and that I do for my, did for myself when I was trying to work through this was figure out who told you that. You know, you list all of the beliefs that you have. You're not enough. You're dumb. This is, you're a failure. All of that is to list out who told you that. Somebody told you that. You weren't born thinking that. You were, it was a learned behavior from something that somebody that you're probably very close to, your parents, your ex, your friends, something told you that that's the way that you are. And so when you go through that, and I'm not saying that they did it on purpose, that's not something that anybody goes out to do, but there are situations that you've been through in your life that is based off of their own insecurities, their upbringing, an alien abduction, anything along those lines can draw you to feel this way. And most of the time for myself and for a lot of people, it doesn't even have anything to do with your ex. So all of the feelings of not being enough or like you're a failure, for me, it was my birth mother back 33 years ago, abandoned, for lack of better term, me and my sister. And we were with my dad. And it's something that I had never thought like more than two or three times about because it was never a like a pressing issue in my life. But when I work through all of those things, the fact that, I mean, you're a mother, I'm a mother. I feel it more now being a mother. She just didn't want anything to do with us, which just fed all of my own limiting beliefs that I'm not good enough. So once I realized that you're able to make peace with it, write a letter of forgiveness, actually acknowledging what's going on and then taking some steps to move past that is so powerful. It's the control. The only control that you have over your life is how you react to things. It's not our fault that any of this stuff happened to us, whether it was, I mean, there are situations where people have been like raped or they've been in a situation where their parents have abandoned them. That's not your fault, but it's always a hundred percent our responsibility to own it to acknowledge it and to heal from it, which is something that a lot of people don't tend to think 
they need to do. That happened because of this person placing blame instead of accepting responsibility. And once you do that, you can then start to move forward and see how, oh, I feel this way towards my ex because of X, Y, Z that happened in my past. I have to say, I feel like you're speaking directly to everything I went through. My relationship with my father ended before I was even a teenager and it was horrible, but I spent my whole life saying, well, I don't have daddy issues. I mean, I'm fine. I have a very strong mom and I had a great stepdad. I was the epitome of daddy issues. And I went through life thinking I was fine. I was unscathed. I'm good. You know, I was smart. I went to college, but deep down I was a mess and it fueled all of my self-limiting beliefs from an eating disorder to constantly attaching myself to the wrong man. And then I got married to my first husband and all of that came out. It was like I exercised the demons through that marriage because I couldn't hide from the truth anymore that yes, I in fact had daddy issues and he brought all of them out of me. And I truly believe I needed to have that marriage and that divorce to be able to work through everything I ignored for so long. And I think it's really interesting that you're saying that because you have to own up to what you brought to the table that was not resolved that could have led to the demise of the marriage and then move past it so that it doesn't follow you into your next relationship. It's it's exactly, it's exactly it. And once you realize that you play a part in what's going on, it's powerful. It brings a little bit of control back to you because if anything, you have no control over anything that's going on during a divorce. Um, And I'm also a type A person. And so that was a huge issue for me that I felt like even though I was the one that ultimately decided that we were going to separate and divorce, nothing felt like I had any control over it because I felt miserable, which I'm like, this is what I wanted and going all the way down the spiral of trying to understand why I felt the way I felt. Um, And until I started resolving some of those things, it, it didn't go away. Right. And this is, you know, a lot of women will reach out in the beginning of when they first leave and they'll say, I, I did it. I pulled the plug. I'm done. I moved out. I'm done with him. I'm getting divorced. You know, they're in stage one. They're in that like empowering, like adrenaline rush stage. And then when they hit stage two that I always talk about, this is when the DMs come in like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm thinking maybe I should give it another try. Maybe I, maybe I jumped the gun. And that's when it becomes like, too hard to handle on your own because all that excitement and adrenaline has, has left your body. And then you're faced with like the reality of it all. And so what would you tell a woman who is now in that second stage of the emotional mess that the divorce leaves you in and is contemplating going back on what they felt so strongly on? Well, I mean, my coach has said to me before, the demons that you know are easier to deal with than the demons that you don't know. And so it's scary. There's nothing scarier than realizing that your life is changing completely, Um, going from an us to a me and trying to figure out all of even the stupid little things that you didn't know how to do because you had a freaking husband to do it. All of that is insanely scary. Being able to bring some power back to yourself as a, as a woman and as a human being and being able to go inward and figure out what's going on for yourself is going to give you the strength and the confidence to go then outside of yourself, to be able to do all of the things. I promise you can do all of the things because you have no choice in in the matter and sitting and dwelling on it and just feeling shitty and sorry for yourself isn't going to make it any easier. It's going to make it a hell of a lot harder. 
remember my first moment, probably about a month after I separated, which again, I wanted the separation. I was ready for it. I had, I got a new TV and I had to set it up and me with technology, like it's amazing. I'm even recording a podcast. It was, I sat there on my floor alone, just in tears. And I texted my friends in my group chat, like, um, I don't want to have to call my ex right now. Please. Can someone send their husband over to help me with my TV? And people were like out of town. It was like the middle of a work day. Nobody was coming over. And I had to sit there, cry through the fact that I had nobody to rely on. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to woman up and do this myself. And I used a YouTube video and I set up my TV and I'll tell you, I, every time I turned that TV on after I was so proud to watch it. Cause I'm like, I did this. I plugged this bitch in. This is me. Like anyone who came over to watch TV, I'm like, do you know that I set up this TV? Because for me, it was such a defining moment because it would have been so easy to call my ex and be like, can you come over? And it would have turned into a booty call and something really messy. And I just, I didn't let myself do that. And it was such a good feeling. Oh yeah. I mean, we chose this and we go through this, whether you chose it or not for a reason and being able to become self-sufficient is the fastest way to start growing your self-confidence and your worthiness. I mean, you can put a freaking TV together. Is that even the right way to say that? Obviously I'm not that great with technology, put the TV together. Right. Uh, Make it work. Yeah. (laughs) Please turn on and actually work. It's just, it's empowering. I mean, there's nothing better than feeling like I've got this, which is hard to get to at first. It is really hard to get to. So what would you do, you know, if a client calls you and they were doing really well, but now they've like sort of taken a step back and they're falling apart. What are like the top three things you, you give them to help them stay focused and keep it moving? So we will quickly take an audit of what they're intaking into their lives. I mean, one of the things that I started to notice pretty quickly um, is what I was listening to or seeing when I was scrolling social media was doing nothing to help me. It was doing everything in its power to make me feel worthless and like I was not good enough. Danielle, I wrote about this. I'd like get off of Facebook because seeing all those happy families at Disney World is going to make you want to drink a bottle of tequila. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Tequila is my drink of choice too. See, we're best (laughs) friends already. But it is, it's something that I, I was like, I needed something for this. And it's, so it's positive noise is kind of what I coined it for my own use is that you've got to scratch the record. You are going to constantly be seeing highlight reels on Instagram and on Facebook. That's what it, it's 90% of the people that use it, use it for is to look at me. You don't fall into that category anymore when you're going through a huge life change like this because you feel like shit and you're not, and people know you're going through a divorce. And so they're not going to be like, believe you when you're like, oh, my life is so perfect and happy. Look at me and my beautiful home. So you want to start unfollowing anything that's negative Um, and not even just negative stuff, but anything that triggers you. If you like, let me back up for a second. I'm not going to tell you to get off of Facebook and social media because I know first, like firsthand, I needed a distraction. I needed something mindless to do. And when TV wouldn't cut it for me, I enjoyed scrolling through social media and seeing things, other things that were not my own problems. So I tell them, so you go through it and anything that you scroll through and you're like, ugh, 
look at them and their happy family at Disney World. Unfollow them. Don't follow them right now. You don't need it. It doesn't serve you. And all it's going to do is make you feel worse about yourself. But on the flip side of that, I go through and I task everybody, find, like seek out and find the most positive and motivational sites Instagram accounts, anything that you can to flood your newsfeed with it. Because I find that it's cathartic to be able to just retreat into your phone. I don't recommend it all the time, but it's, I mean, even now with the stupid quarantine, you don't really have much else to do other than watch TV or scroll. So I seek, I sought out like power of positivity, all this woo woo stuff that normally I'd be like, I don't, I don't need this. I I got this. But that's how I found you is by finding, like searching out hashtags that are like divorce help, anything that even seems remotely helpful, because then you can scroll through. And once you start reading these things, like one of my favorite quotes that kind of started to get me to snap out of it was, um, I think you're doing a beautiful job figuring out some heavy shit which just spoke. It, I mean, it was like chills. I'm like, oh my God, yes, this gets me. Down. Yeah, it was really good. So that got me. And I'm like, you know what? The more you read things like that, or um, Mel Robbins also says, you can't hate yourself into a version of yourself you can love. Just hearing things that just make you rethink where your head's at over and over again, you just start to believe it. What, what you focus on is where your energy goes and therefore what you're going to do. God, I love it. You are such a wealth of positivity. <laughs> you said something about but when we were talking through our chat today, letting go of your own, oh, recognizing your own bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was really big for me and hard for me as someone who's quote unquote, always right and has all the answers. I really had to face the music and the noise of my own shortcomings and flaws when it came to relationships. How do you help people pull that out of themselves? It it gets a little annoying, to be honest, uh, as a um, client, because I just keep asking questions like, so how, how do you feel today? I, I don't, I feel shitty. Why do you feel shitty? Well, because my marriage ended, I feel like a failure, all the things that we talked about that we feel afterwards. And once you just keep uncovering the why, it's like a seven levels of why kind of thing, you get down to a root of a problem that is what's driving everything. And once you get to something that's so foundational in you and you're like, well, God, it's like confirmation. Like, no wonder I'm like this. And once you feel a little bit more like confirmed and like, I'm not freaking crazy, that is how you start to get rid of all of the bullshit that you're telling yourself. You, you realize, oh, well, this, is, this popped into my head because of X, Y, Z, but I know better now and I can move past it situation. Right. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, people are so lucky to work with you. And so I want to touch on, because you have the experience of helping people start to date again, that's a big part of my whole thing on social media is because I got remarried, people are constantly asking, how did you do that? When was the right time? How did you not have so much fear after going through a divorce? And it's hard to really explain in one DM because obviously I went to therapy and worked on myself a ton and have, I still have my fears. Look, any marriage can end at any time. I get calls from friends who I think are in the happiest marriages that are like, you're not going to believe this. My husband just decided he won out. So it's constantly a fear for a lot of people, but how do you help your clients push past the fact that 
they've been betrayed or they've been hurt or they felt like a failure, but they want love again. My first advice is don't, don't try to jump into anything until you're ready. And being ready is a subjective concept. I mean, it's ready if you still feel shitty. Right. Um, So usually if you're working with me, you're probably not ready because you don't feel like yourself. You haven't worked through what you need to work through to love yourself. And self-love is a huge movement right now that I think a lot of people just gloss over as like, oh, I'm going to do a face mask and I'm going to love myself because I did a face mask for myself. But getting real with yourself and understanding why you think the way that you think and having the power and the ability to rewrite that script, redo your inner monologue, flooding your mind with positivity. It sounds like a bunch of bullshit when you first start this out. It's like, it's hokey. My, my therapist and my coach told me to do it. I mean, I threw the freaking book at it is what I did initially. And every single person that was trying to help me was telling me the same thing. So it's like success leaves clues. You might need to start listening to some of these people that have been through it and know what they're talking about. Uh, but just getting out of your own head, um, and I'm, I'm going off on a tangent a little bit. I understand that you talk okay. about dating, all you want. Uh, but that's one of the biggest things for me is that, that you've got to use your resources. If you're not ready for something, if you're not ready to have a friend over because you feel so crappy about yourself, there's no way you're ready to start going on dates with another human being. And that's one of the things you like, I never dated ever. I met my ex-husband when I was 16. And so that was a whole new ball game. But then one and and self-proclaimed, I was like, I'm just going to be a lesbian after this because I never want to deal with this. You know what? I went through that at the end of my marriage. I'm like, maybe, maybe it's me. And like, I should be with a woman because women understand women, but I still kind of like, you know, that man meat. So I don't know. (laughs) I went through that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a traumatizing, it's a traumatizing situation regardless of what happened. And again, like I was traumatized by it, yet it was what I wanted. It's just something that happens in life that you are not prepared for, no matter how prepared you think that you are. And if you, if you don't do the work for yourself, you cannot love somebody else until you love yourself. And that is one of the core values of all the work that I do with everybody is trying to reroute it's all mental. It's all mindset. Reroute their mindset to realize how amazing they are as human beings and to quit listening to Gladys and all the inner mean girls, bullshit stories that you're telling yourself in order to be able to give love to somebody else. How do you recognize, or, you know, I don't know if this is something that's come up with any of your clients who are dating again. How do you recognize when you're falling into a pattern that you just got out of with somebody? Like, you know, let's say you were really attracted to the fact that when you met your ex, that he was so outspoken and knew how to put you in your place. But obviously that turned into a narcissistic abusive situation. How do you help these women spot, you know, the red flags of falling back to where they just came from? how do you feel is usually the first question that I start with. Like the red flag, they, most people when they're starting to date and when they're talking to me about dating, they're not 
going to be bringing up any issues if they aren't feeling the red flags to begin with. So one of, in, in one of my situations, it was realizing that I felt exactly the same way I felt when I was in the bad part of my marriage, realizing that I was starting to feel like I wasn't important. My opinion didn't matter. um, I wasn't worthy of anything. And once those feelings start to come back, there is a fine line between just defaulting to what you always think, but realizing you're starting to think this way again for a reason, because, you know, we've done all the work. We've got you to where you understand yourself. You know where your head's at. You know why you think the way you think. And then all of a sudden there's these triggers again. Something's not adding up. What changed? Usually it's this person that you brought back into your life or brought into your life for the first time. You know what? That reminds me so much of, you know, for me, Um, and my daddy issues, a lot of what I craved was not a healthy attachment. It was just attention from anybody, really. It was like, you know, if if a guy was paying me attention, I didn't care how he treated me. And it's really sad and unfortunate. But when I first got separated, it was like this smoke alarm went off across the world and my DMs and my Facebook messages started blowing up from guys I went to high school with, clients, anyone who heard I was single and wanted to take a shot at dating me, not that I'm some big prize, but I, I, you know, fresh meat, you know, so I'm getting all these DMs and I'm like, Ooh, you know, like this guy. And then the dick pics start coming in and then, you know, the, can I come over at 11 o'clock at night? And the old me would have been like, he, 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 like, let me jump all over that. Someone wants to pay me attention. But the, the more conscious me, the one who now had a daughter to raise was like, no, I'm not going back to letting anybody treat me like anything other than a mother princess because that's how I would want my daughter to be treated and I cannot fall into this trap and I would like delete those dms and it felt so good when I met my husband he did not send me a dick pic or a dirty text messages text message rather he reached out on LinkedIn and said he had read all of my work and was very impressed by me and to me that struck such a chord because I'm like ding, 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 ding. I don't want the guy who wants to come over and see me naked at midnight. I want the guy who will sit down and read my work and applaud me for my efforts. Wow. Was that refreshing? And that was like the big difference between going back to what I was always used to or moving forward. And so I love that you said that because it's so easy to get real back into the bad stuff. Absolutely. And and we're, we're human. We're women. We're human. So once I got over the fact that it wasn't men that I hated, it was my ex-husband and I that did not mesh at all. I I, I jumped into online dating. So I was like, well, that's what we do now, right? Like my date, I download Tinder and exactly like you're saying, like, you're so hot. Yes, I am. Would you like to come over? I mean, it is just a natural human response. It is a basic need for significance and for love and connection, which is a real quick fix when you're dealing with this online dating world that we're in right now. And that, and this was, you know, post-divorce and post me working through a lot of my shit, but I'm like, no, this is fun. I'm going to do this for a little bit, but it gets really old really fast. And you, you kind of go into it knowing that like you're not looking because obviously at first I'm like, I'm not looking for a life partner. I'm just looking to have fun. That there's a difference between dating to find a relationship and dating just to fulfill random needs that you have. And so that I think a lot of people don't know that there's a difference. Like you can't fall in love with people if you're going about it 
and finding people in places that aren't looking for the same thing. Right. And that, and that all relates back to feeling shitty about yourself, because if you do do those things and you are just desperate for some, any kind of male attention after your split or female, whatever it is that you're into, and you are having these, you know, trysts and one night stands, you're going to wind up feeling so, so, so badly about yourself that that's when you're going to think maybe my ex wasn't so bad because you're not putting out that yourself out there in a valuable way. You're not saying to somebody, here I am, I'm special, cherish me before I let you have your way with my body. It's more just like, take me, I'm here. And girl, I've done that. I didn't do it this time. I'll tell you, I held strong. When I came out of my marriage, I needed to get laid, okay? Like it had been a while and then some, but I promised myself, I was like, I will not do it. I will not do it till I meet the guy. And I was, I was, that's something for me. It's like holding off on that second piece of chocolate cake after dinner because you know you just don't need it. I'm mm-hmm. really proud to do that. I just no, that's that's amazing and a feat. <laughs> it no, it, it definitely is. Look, it was hard. You know, I would go out and meet these guys, and they'd be texting, and I'm like, I just if I do this to myself again, I will feel the shittiness that I don't need to feel. Mm-hmm. So it all goes back to working towards not feeling shitty. Danielle, you're the queen of getting rid of the shit, wiping the shit off Mm -hmm. and helping others move forward. I'm so glad we did this. It's been a long time coming. I feel like there's so much more we can talk about, but we'll have to save it for a part two. Absolutely. Um, You are a wealth of knowledge and beauty inside and out. Now that I can like see you face to face and speak to you, where can all of our listeners find you? Um, you can find me on my website. It's danielle-stoltz.com. Of course, somebody had taken my danielle-stoltz.com, but oh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's not a common name, but it's cool. And I'm also on Instagram at danielle.stoltz. And then I have a Facebook all over random social media, but Instagram and my website are probably the best ways. Well, I hope everybody's going to follow her on Instagram. Everyone who follows me needs to realize that I am not the end all be all of divorce advice. Some people just think <laughs> so much better. And Danielle, you are one of those people. Thank you again to everybody listening. Try not to feel shitty today. You made a strong decision. You're coming out of something that took you years to grow into. So it's going to take you time to grow out of. Enjoy the process and unfollow what doesn't make you feel good. I love that. And I love you, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.